Hello again, Pastor Deborah here, and this is another episode of The Multitudes, Volume 2. We are beginning episode number 16. In episode 15, we left off with God telling us about the difficulties he was having with mankind again after the flood, and how he was trying to instruct us through the many prophets and teachings of the bloodline of Shem, who had a connection to God, and who God was working through to help all of the rest of humanity. And he was telling us about our thoughts and imaginations, and how we would create images of things in heaven, and try to worship them, and yet he had told us what he was light through nature. So he was getting upset with humanity, trying to set some laws down and to tell them what to do and what not to do. So let's pick up in episode or part 16. We are in Romans 1, 18 through 32. We are at verse 26. For this cause, this reason, God gave them, all of humanity, up unto vile affections, desires and feelings, lust of their own soul and flesh. For even the women, the biological females, who are born with a womb to hold a developing baby, and with their ovaries that hold the eggs of a new baby and child, did change their natural use of being a mother, of developing and growing a new baby, a child, the image of God himself in their womb, of their own biological body, into that which is against nature, into a male, a non-womb physical body, a mother, even abortion of the image of God in one's womb. We see this where the woman chooses her body over the life of a child, but yet the female will not choose to get control of her physical reproductive body and take precautions. And so therefore, when she doesn't like this thing, this growth, and wants to rid it of her body, she doesn't even realize till much later that she has killed a living child, killed the image of God himself, and great dishonor and shame and guilt follow. Verse 27, And likewise also the men, leaving, forsaking, changing their natural use, a partner, a helpmate to producing a new image of God, a child, a baby in the womb of the woman, and burned with lust of desires, on fire, filled with passion for, affectionate for, in their own lust of desires for each other, other men to have sexually and intimate relationships instead of a woman but with each other, of which were only reserved for a biological man with a penis and a biological woman with a womb to create within themselves an image of God to come forth and replenish the earth with another creation made in the image of God, another container, another suit of dirt or the spirit being. For God wanted many, many spiritual children, but he needed earthen suits of dirt that could only come from an egg and a sperm. Please listen to some words about lust and desire. In Ephesians 4, 18 through 19, a guy named Paul was speaking to some people in a city named Ephesus in a letter. 
Verse 18. Having the spiritual understanding darkened. How, Paul? By being spiritually alienated, separated from, disconnected to, cut off from, blocked to the spiritual, eternal living light, to its truth, its knowledge, its wisdom, its glory and counsel, its respect of the Lord's eternal spiritual life of God, the Most High. The Heavenly Father. How is this done, Pastor Deborah? Through the spiritual ignorance and darkness that is in them. How? Why? Because of the spiritual blindness, the hardness, the wax grossness of their spiritual heart and mind and soul. Verse 19. Who be spiritually alienated, blind spiritual beings, being passed beyond spiritual feeling. They were numb. They don't care about God's spiritual truth or his light. Have spiritually given themselves over to lasciviousness. Lasciviousness, I'll spell it for you, L-A-S-C-I-V. I-O-U-S-N-E-S-S is defined by Webster's Dictionary as wanton. A. Hard to control. Undisciplined. Unruly. B. Playfully mean or cruel. Mischievous. C. Lewd. Body. D. Causing sexual excitement. Lustful. Sensual. E. Merciless, inhumane, F, having no just foundation or provocation, maliciousness, G, being without check or limitation, H, unduly lavish, extravagant, I, a pampered person or animal, J, a spoiled child, K, a frolicsome child, L, one given to self-indulgent flirtation or trifling, M. A lewd or lascivious person. The word lust and lustful is defined by Webster's Dictionary as 1. Pleasure and delight. 2. Personal inclination. 3. A wish. 4. Usually intense or unbridled, unstoppable, unsatisfied sexual desire. 5. An intense longing. 6. Craving. 7. Enthusiasm. Eagerness. Back to the scriptures. Verse 18. And through lust, lasciviousness in the world, controlled by the spiritual blindness of spiritual man's spiritual heart and mind and soul, the spiritual darkness and ignorance of a spiritually alienate heart and mind and soul by the spiritual separation from the most high God, spiritual eternal light and truth of himself and his kingdom of heaven. All corruption comes. That is a powerful statement. All corruption comes through lust and lasciviousness, through spiritual blindness, through ignorance, through being spiritually alienated from the heart and the love of God, from his light and truth and his kingdom of heaven. All corruption comes. Now, I hope that helps you to understand people in the world today. When you hear about corruption, corrupt people, corrupt practices, corruption in every place, in every system, in every government, 
and in every nation. Now you know why corruption comes and what is going on. So through spiritual blindness, a spiritual man's spiritual heart and soul gives itself its thought, its imagination, its desires, its ideas, its beliefs and concepts, its values and morals, its standards, its feelings and life, its dislikes, its goals, its purposes, appetites, its ethics, its dreams and visions over to lust. Lust, a strong ruling king, a master and lord, the head, over all the corruption in the world, both inside a spiritual man's heart and soul, and in the world on the earth itself. Lust, an unquenchable fire, unfulfilled desire, always burning, never without. Only desires and craves, needs and wants, wishes for more, 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 never satisfied. Perpetual, ongoing, unending, eternal. Selfishness, my needs, my desires only matter. They come first. Self-indulgence, I only matter. Lust, a spiritually driving, compelling force, a power that hides in the shadows of darkness and ignorance. Lust, a spiritual craving, an appetite, an unquenchable desire, never satisfied. Lust will give you just a glimpse into its danger, its destruction and death. Lust, a perpetual set of discontent, no peace, no calm, no rest, always restless, always moving, always working. Lust, a path always leading away from the righteous path, lighted by truth. Which path is one following, walking on? Lust, a spiritual fire that never is spiritually contained or extinguished, always spiritually burning and consuming, expanding and devouring, always desiring more, more, more. That's its law, its principle is more, more, more. Lust always makes very attractive promises to a spiritual man's soul. Lust spiritually connects with the old, fallen, carnal flesh and bone nature of man and Satan in the spiritual man's heart and mind. It spiritually offers carnal, earthly flesh temptation to the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Lust spiritually whispers to a spiritual man's heart and soul and says, Oh yes, if you will just take a quick look, a small taste, just a little bit more, one more bite, just this once, go ahead. No one will see or care. You deserve it. You have the power and the money to get it. No one will stop you. Go ahead. Lust offers so much to mankind. Things, stuff, sex, power, authority, pleasures and money, fame and free things, freedom and happiness, love, attention, respect, legacy, fame and fortune, family and houses, and so much more. Lust promises and gifts seem so good, genuine, and in the heat, the passion, the pressure, at the time of the opportunity, of the moment, 
the thought, the idea, the time, the pleasures and satisfaction of the desires of lust shine as if on a silver tray to the spiritual man, free to take as much as you want, to sacrifice a baby to me, sacrifice an unborn to me, sacrifice another to me, sacrifice life of a human to me, sacrifice for yourself. You deserve it. They don't. But on the back side, the aftermath, the fullness of lust gifts, promises to you comes a spiritual realization that each gift, each promise that was given, that was offered to spiritual man, were all lies, were all paths to death and destruction, were all hidden, slavery and bondage. Lust only responds to our darkened spiritual heart and our mind and our soul's desires has a voice and it whispers it chants, it calls, the words say, yes, you can, hope for it, desire it to change. Yes, you will be satisfied, fulfilled, at peace, have what you've always wanted and desired. Yes, just give it to me, give in to your lust, to my voice, and you will have it. You will have joy unspeakable, happiness, satisfaction, and pleasure, delight. Your hearts and souls, desires, is temporarily satisfied. But the lust will rise again. You will be pleased with yourself, full of pride, at what you have done, or received, or gained. You will have self-fulfillment and self-pride in yourself. Yet, lust always demands more. Do it just once more. Again and again, now one, to, now for one to get the feelings of great pleasure, of satisfaction and happiness again, the peace of the victory, the, un, the contentment as they had just felt before, lust must have its way. Advocate for me. Change laws so people can lust and have what they want. Change the laws so that lust can rule. Lust will spiritually lead a spiritual man to transgress, break a vow, cross a moral boundary, break laws, abuse the innocent, be unjust to things one swore they never would do. One will compromise, attack others emotionally, abuse them, lie to them, deceive them and even kill them all for lust. Lust, the more one gives into the appeals, cries, the voices, promises, the offers of lust, the more one's moral boundaries erode, and one moves ever closer, crossing them, compromising them, violating one's own conscience of right and wrong, of values and morals, ethics and standards and law. Lust cannot be toyed with, played with, given into just even a little, given into just every once in a while. For lust fires are always burning. They are eternal, and its flames will always burn everyone it touches. There are different levels of the burns of lust. There's a first-degree burn, second-degree burn, third-degree burn, then death. Lust, as one crosses every moral boundary, law, rule, value, principle, standard, one's desire to be free and pursue, pursue purity becomes weaker. 
One's conscience becomes seared, waxed over with a grossness. Blind, deaf, and dumb, and shame and guilt fill one's spiritual heart and mind and soul with lies of darkness and ignorance, and bombards the spiritual heart and its soul with more and more darkness and despair. Lust has gusty winds, words, images, ever blowing to keep its flames and fires alive and burning, killing and destroying, devouring all in its path. Lust, burning, moving, spreading, expanding and growing, multiplying and reproducing, continuing to new territory of the spiritual man's heart and soul, and to the other spiritual men and their spiritual hearts and minds and souls, burning and killing, destroying everything in its path. Lust always needs fuel, flesh and sin and darkness and ignorance, carnal natures, the desires of flesh to feed on, to burn upon. No spiritual survivors here, only spiritual captives and slaves, only the walking dead. Lust, smoke from the burning can be seen as it consumes fuel, flesh, carnal desires and appetites. Lust has spiritual air and breath, spiritual in nature, all around it. The air, the spirit, the breath is thick with smoke, and the smoke blocks and chokes all trying to breathe fresh, clean air, spiritual truth and light. The smoke smells of death, debris, and is thick darkness and ignorance, blinding all in its path. Lust burns land and territory, all living things, and it devours everything in its path. Brings spiritual breathing problems. No one in its path of its fires and flames can get a fresh, clean, pure breath of air, of truth or light. Lust, its flames and fire are given direction and strength from the strong wind of a spiritual wilderness, a desert of the kingdom of dark and ignorance. The spiritual fuel of lust is the spiritual nature of Satan's heart, mind, and soul. Spiritual man's earthly, carnal nature, his fallen nature, is all fuel for lust to burn. Lust, it has names, has character traits, has hot spots, can injure the firefighter, can move fast, can erupt, can get out of control, can be in inaccessible territory, can be severe, can have fire tornado, and through lust comes all corruption. Webster's Dictionary defines the word corruption as one, impairment of integrity, virtue or moral principle, depravity. Two, decay, decomposition. Three, inducement to wrong by improper or unlawful means as bribery. Four, a departure from the original or from what is pure or correct. The word corrupt is defined by Webster's Dictionary as one, to change from good to bad in morals, manners, or actions. Two, bribe. Three, to degrade with unsound principles or moral value. Four, rot, spoil. Five, to become morally debased. Six, 
to cause disintegration or ruin. What things happen to someone who is blind from the light of truth? Could this blindness, this darkness, happen to a whole nation? Could an entire nation have a darkness and ignorance lying upon it? Could an entire nation be in the fires of lust, burning and being consumed? Could an entire nation have spiritually foul things creeping beneath its spiritual foundations? Could there be a spiritual alliance between seen evil and unseen spiritual masters and lords and kings? Could there be a spiritual road, a path in the nation that could lead the nation through the evil? Could the people of the nation now be less wise and more dangerous than others? Could the entire lands of a nation have spiritually crawling evil over all of it? Could this evil be growing unseen and unknown to all? Can an entire nation be sick as if a disease lies upon it? Could an entire nation have something moving in the shadows, unseen, hidden from its sight, growing every every day stronger? Could this evil master of a nation be something to be aware of because it's not what it seems? Could this hidden evil have symbols marking its land and territory? Can a nation have an unseen enemy upon it and in it? Could a nation and its people be ignorant of this truth? Could a nation be involved in a worldwide war with an unseen hidden enemy of ancient days? Are there guardians and watchers of the nation in regards to this hidden, unseen enemy? Can an entire nation be changed by lust and its corruption, by this unseen, hidden enemy of a spiritual heart and mind and soul? Can an entire nation no longer be the ancient green woods of another time, another age, another kingdom? Can lust and its fires and destruction and death consume an entire nation? Can the very air, the spiritual nature of a nation be heavy with illusion? This spiritual air of illusion will seek to enter the spiritual heart and mind and soul of all the people of an entire nation and spiritually lead them astray down its path of corruption, lust, and death. How does a nation stay on the true path and not go astray? What does a nation do if it has lost the right path of light and truth? Can the nation and its people ever find it again? The air and the spirit of illusion will spiritually whisper words and thoughts Ideas and principles, concepts of lust and its corruption to an entire nation. The air and spirit of illusion is as a spell over the nation and is thick. It's dark. The light of truth is blocked out. Air is heavy, hard to breathe. Lots of death, dead things, lust and corruption, decay of morals and values. The darkened path of lust and corruption travels, and as a nation gets old, its light and truth to it was to travel in and to travel on grows dimmer. So little light now, 
so little truth. The nation's head, its spiritual heart and mind and soul, starts swimming, being confused, not right in one's mind. In its attitude, lost in a vast wilderness of illusions, the path of light and freedom and righteousness that once was bright, now is lost and unseen to everyone. Confusion sets in. One forgets who they are. One forgets where they are. One loses its possessions. One loses its direction. Everyone turns on each other. Anger rules the relationship. Everyone is looking for the lost path. A nation is lost. A nation grumbles, becomes angry at each other, turns on itself, becomes entangled in the unseen webs of the unseen enemy of the nation, the great spider. Spiritual illusion now ruling. Nothing is real anymore. No truth, no light. The nation's vision is distorted and blinded. The nation's breathing, its life, becomes labored and hard. The nation becomes suspicious of its very self. No trust among anyone. The nation becomes deceived. Evil looks good and good looks evil. A nation becomes sleepy. No clear thoughts. The nation loses things it has. Freedom, identity. Mercy and compassion, justice and righteousness, holiness and truth. Now you're beginning to see the importance of light and truth, not only for an individual, but for an entire nation. And this is going to end this part, episode 16. We will pick up with this train of thought about lust and nations in part 17 coming up. Please go back and listen to this again. A lot of this has come from different movies and stories, and it has been adjusted, and it has been brought into your ears to hear and listen about the power of lust, darkened mind and heart, and our disconnection and separation from the light and truth of the kingdom and the king of heaven. So this is Pastor Deborah. Enjoy and come again to part 17. Love always and forever.